the mahabharata chapter 96 who can give solace when the battle was over hastinapura was a city of mourning all the women and children were weeping lamenting their slain of their nearest and dearest with many thousands of bereaved women accompanying dhritarashtra he went to the battlefield at kurukshetra the scene of terrible destruction the blind king thought of all that had passed and wept aloud but of what avail was weeping o king words of consolation addressed to a bereaved person do not relieve his grief thousands of rulers have given up their lives in battle for your sons it is now time that you should arrange for proper funeral ceremonies for the dead said sanjaya to dhritarashtra it is not right to grieve for those who die in battle said vidura when souls have left their bodies there is nothing like relationship nothing like brother or son or relative your sons have really no connection with you now relationship ends with death being only a bodily connection and a mere minor incident in the soul's eternal life from the nowhere do lives come and with death they again disappear into nowhere why should we weep for them those who die in battle after a heroic fight go as guests to receive indra's hospitality grieving for what is past you cannot gain anything in the nature of dharma pleasure or wealth even thus in many more ways did the wise and good vidura try to assuage the king's grief vyasa also approached dhritarashtra tenderly and said dear son there is nothing that you do not know and which you have to learn from me you know very well that all living beings must die this great battle came to reduce earth's burden as i have heard from lord vishnu himself that is why this calamity could not be prevented henceforth yudhishthira is your son you should try to love him and in that way bear the burden of life giving up grief making his way through the crowd of weeping women yudhishthira approached dhritarashtra and bowed before him dhritarashtra embraced yudhishthira but there was no love in that embrace then b 
भीम सेना वॉज अनाउंस्ड टू द ब्लाइंड किंग कम से धृत राष्ट्रा बट कृष्णा जेंटली पुष्ट भीमा असाइड एंड placing an iron figure before the blind dhritarashtra for he knew the old king's exceeding anger dhritarashtra hugged the metal statue to his bosom in a firm embrace and then the thought came to him of how this man had killed every one of his sons and his wrath increased to such a pitch that the image was crushed to pieces in his embrace ah oh, ah oh my my anger has deceived me i have killed dear bima then krishna said to the king lord i knew that it would be thus and i prevented the disaster you have not killed bhima sena you have crushed only an iron image which i placed instead before you may your anger be appeased with what you have done to this image bhima is still alive the king was composed somewhat and he blessed bhima and the other pandavas who then took leave of him and went to gandhari vyasa was with gandhari oh queen said the rishi be not angry with the pandavas did you not tell them even when the battle began where there is dharma there surely will be victory and so it has happened it is not right to let the mind dwell on what is past and nurse one's anger you must now call to aid your great fortitude bhagavan i do not victory i do not envy the victory of the pandavas no <laughs> it it is it is true that grief for the death of my sons has robbed me of my understanding these pandavas are also my sons i i know that dushashana and sakuni brought about this destruction of our people Arjuna and Bhima are blameless. Pride brought this battle about and my sons deserve the fate they have met. I do not complain about it. But then <laughs> But then in Vasudeva's presence Bhima called Duryodhana to battle and they fought and knowing that Duryodhana was stronger and could not be defeated in single combat Bhima 
struck him below the navel killed him hmm? vasudeva was looking on this this was wrong it is this that i find impossible to forgive bhima who heard this came near and said mother i did this to save myself in battle whether it was right or wrong you should bear with me your son was invincible in combat so i did in self protection what was undoubtedly wrong he called yudhishthira to play deceived him we were wronged by your son in so many ways he would not give back the kingdom of which he took unlawful possession and you know what your son did to blameless draupadi if we had killed your son on the spot when he misbehaved in the hall of assembly surely you would not have blamed us bound by dharmaraja's vow we restrained ourselves with difficulty we have since discharged honors debt found satisfaction in battle mother you should forgive me dear son if you had left but one out of my 100 sons killed all the rest satisfied your anger i and my old husband would have found solace in that surviving son for the rest of our lives where 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 is dharmaputra call him hearing this yudhishthira trembled as he with clasped hands approached gandhari whose eyes were bound in napkin in loyal lifelong penance for her husband's blindness he bowed low before her said softly queen the cruel yudhishthira who killed your son stands before you fit to be cursed to curse me who have committed great sin i i i care not for life or for kingdom saying this he fell on the ground and touched her feet <sighs> gandhari heaved a deep sigh stood mute she turned her head aside knowing that if through the cloth with which her eyes were bound her vision fell on the prostrate yudhishthira he would be reduced to ashes on the spot but even so through a little space in the napkin as she turned her face away her eyes fell on the toe of the prostrate yudhishthira 
at once says the poet the toe was charred black arjuna knew the power of bereaved kandhari's wrath and hid himself behind vasudeva the wise and good gandhari suppressed all her anger and blessed the pandavas and sent them to kunti devi gandhari turned to draupadi who was in lamentation having lost all her sons dear girl do not grieve who can give solace to you and me it is through my fault that this great tribe has been destroyed all together yatra yogeshwara krishno yatra partho dhanurtara tatra sri vijayo bhutir truvani tirmatirmama the mahabharata chapter 97 yudhishthira's anguish the pandavas performed the till and water ceremonies for the peace of their souls and the souls of the dead warriors and camped on the bank of the ganga for a month one day narada appeared before yudhishthira son through krishna's grace the valor of arjuna and the power of your dharma you were victorious and you are sovereign lord of the land are you happy he asked yudhishthira replied bhagavan it is true that the kingdom has come into my possession my kinsmen are all gone though we've lost sons that were dear this this victory appears to me but a great defeat oh narada we took our own brother for an enemy and killed him even karna who stood rooted like a rock in his honor and at whose valor the world wondered that that terrible act of slaying our own brother was the result of our sinful attachment to our possessions karna karna on the other hand kept the promise he gave to our mother and abstained from killing us oh oh i am a sinner a low fellow who murdered his own brother my mind is troubled greatly at this thought karna's feet were so much like our mother's feet in the large hall when that great outrage was committed and my anger rose when i looked at his feet which was so much like mother kunti's feet my 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 wrath subsided 
I I remember that now and my grief increases. So saying, Yudhishthira heaved a deep sigh. Narada told him all about Karna and the curses that had been pronounced on him on various occasions. Once, when Karna saw that Arjuna was superior to him in archery, he approached Drona and treated him to teach him how to wield the Brahmastra. Drona declined, saying it was not open to him to instruct any, but a Brahmana of faultless conduct or a Kshatriya who had purified himself by much penance. Thereupon, Karna went to the Mahindra hills and deceived Parasurama by saying that he was a Brahmana and became his disciple. From him, he obtained instruction in archery and the use of many astras. One day when Karna was practicing with his bow in the forest near Parasurama's ashrama, Brahmana's cow was accidentally hit and killed. The Brahmana was angry and uttered a curse on Karna. He said, in battle your chariot wheels will stick in the mud and you will be done to death even like this innocent cow which you have killed. Parasurama was exceedingly fond of Karna and taught him all the archery he knew, instructed him fully in the use and the withdrawing of the Brahma Astra. One day, however, he discovered that the disciple was not a Brahmana. It happened thus. An insect bit a hole into Karna's thigh when one afternoon the teacher had fallen asleep on Karna's lap. Karna bore the acute pain quietly and did not stir lest the master should wake up. The warm blood trickling from the wound woke up Parasurama. When he saw what had happened, he was angry. You are a Kshatriya. Otherwise you could not have borne this physical pain without stirring. Tell me the truth. The truth. You are not a Brahmana. You have deceived your teacher. Fool! Hmm. When your hour comes, your knowledge of Astras will fail you and what you have learnt from me through deception will not avail you. Parasurama's wrath against Kshatriya is well known. And when he discovered that Karna was a Kshatriya, he cursed him thus in his anger. Karna was free, generous in making gifts. One day Indra, who was Arjuna's father, came in the garb of a Brahmana, begged of Karna for a gift of the divine earrings and the armor with which he had been Born. Karna took them and gave them away. From that time, Karna's strength was reduced. 
Karna's pledge to his mother Kunti Devi that he would not kill more than any of the five of you, more than one of the five of you. Parasurama's curse, the anger of the Brahmana whose cow was killed by Karna, the way in which his charioteer Shalya depressed him by underrating his valor, and Vasudeva's stratagems, these combined to bring about Karna's end. Do not grieve, believing that you alone caused his death. Thus said Narada, but Yudhishthira was inconsolable. Do not blame yourself, son, for Karna's death, said Kunti Devi. His father, the Sun Lord, himself pleaded with him. He begged of him to give up the wicked-hearted Duryodhana and join you. I, I too tried hard, but he would not listen. He brought his end on himself. You deceived us, mother, said Yudhishthira. You deceived us by hiding the secret of his birth from us. You became thus the cause of this great sin. May women never be able to keep a secret henceforth. This is the poet's story of how Yudhishthira cursed all women in his anguish over having killed his own elder brother. It is a common notion that women cannot keep secrets and this story is a beautiful conception illustrating that popular belief. It may be that in worldly affairs it is an advantage to be able to keep secrets but it is not a great virtue from the point of view of moral character and women need not grieve over an incapacity of this kind if indeed Kunti's legacy still persists. The affectionate temperament natural to women may perhaps incline them to openness but some women do keep secrets very well indeed and not all men possess this ability either. It is a fallacy to attribute the differences that arise out of training and occupation on nature itself and imagine some qualities as peculiar to sex. Yatra Yogeshvara Krishno Yatra Partho Dhanurtara Tatra Sri Vijayo Bhutir Truvani Tirma Tirmama The Mahabharata Chapter 98 Yudhishthira Comforted Yudhishthira's pain of mind 
increased every day as he thought of all the kinsmen that had been killed he was stricken with intense remorse and decided he must give up the world go to the forest do penance to expiate his sin i see no joy or good he said to his brothers in taking up the office of king or in worldly enjoyment you rule the land leave me free to go to the forest arjuna talked of the nobility of family life and all the good one may do without taking sanyasa bhima sena also spoke and harshly too you talk alas like a dull-witted person who has committed to memory the text of the shastras without understanding their sense <coughs> sanyasa is not the dharma of kshatriyas <coughs> the duty of a kshatriya is to live an active life perform his proper task not to go to the forest renouncing activity Nakula also contested the propriety of Dharmaputra's proposal and insisted that the path of work was the right one to follow and the way of sanyasa was beset with difficulties Sahadeva also argued likewise and entreated you are my father my mother my teacher as well as brother do not leave us bear with us draupadi also spoke it was right we killed duryodhana and his men why should we regret it among the duties of a king is included the inflicting of just punishment it cannot be avoided it is an essential part of the ruler's duty you have meted just punishment to evil doers there is no cause whatsoever for contrition it is now your sacred duty to take up the burden of governing the land according to dharma cease grieving then vyasa spoke to yudhishthira at length and explained where his duty lay pointing out precedents and persuaded him to go to the city take up the burden of ruling the land Yudhishthira was duly crowned at Hastinapura before taking up the duties of the state Yudhishthira went to where Bhishma was still lying on his bed of arrows awaiting his Yudhishthira took his blessings and instruction in dharma this instruction of Bhishma Charya to King 
युधिष्ठिरा इज द फेमस शांति पर्वा ऑफ द महाभारत After the discourse was over Bhishma's soul passed out The king Yudhishthira went to the Ganga and offered libations in accordance with ancient custom for the peace of the departed soul After the ceremony was over Yudhishthira went up the bank there as he stood for a while all the tragic events came back to his mind and overcome by intense grief he fell senseless on the ground like an elephant struck down by the hunter bhima went up to his big brother and caressed him tenderly spoke to him soothing words Dhritarashtra also came up and said to Yudhishthira you should not grieve like this arise assisted by your brothers and friends reign over the kingdom that awaits your rule your duty now is to do what appertains to the office of king leave leave grief to me and gandhari you achieved victory in battle in accordance with the dharma of warriors the duties appertaining to that victory await your attention now mm. Mm, fool that i was i did not pay heed to the words of vidura committed a great error uh, i i listened to the ignorant words of duryodhana deceiving myself like like gold seen in a dream that glory has vanished my 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 hundred sons have disappeared into the world of nowhere but 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 i i have you i have you as my son now hmm? do not grieve yatra yogeshwara krishno yatra partho dharurtara tatra sri vijayo bhutir dhruvani tirmatir mamam